Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like, starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. Facebook trying to make Mark Zuckerberg look like a person while talking about virtual reality, which is clearly where he's from based on his lack of facial expression. Facebook is changing their name to Meta. Actually not changing the name, but changing the structure, just like Google did with Alphabet. Google was Google, and Google owned YouTube, and then they created Alphabet as the parent company, which owns Google and YouTube. And now Facebook has created Meta, and Meta will own Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram. They won't stop tracking you, though. That's how they get their fun. It's incredible what the social media companies think they can get away with and then decide to act piously in questioning what you can do. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it is so good to be with you. 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. Congressman Jim Banks found this out when he put out a tweet that one would think is based in fact. The title of first female four-star officer gets taken by a man. That's because a week ago, Rachel Levine, Assistant Secretary of Health, was sworn in as an admiral of the U.S. Public Health Service. Rachel Levine is, is, is a man who is transgender and says they are a woman. Doctor, by the way, Rachel Levine. I should be correct about that. Someone can change their name. It means zero to me. And they are a- actively called the first female four-star officer. But they are not female. They may make claim of this. They may live their life this way, but they are not female. The idea that it's a crime to say that men are not women and women are not men is something else. Congressman Jim Banks putting out this tweet got told that he cannot be on Twitter until he, well, delete said tweet. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, chairman of the Republican Study Committee, joins us right now and and. First things first, are you on Twitter or are you not on Twitter? Well, hey, Tony, I'm tweeting from my personal account, at Jim underscore Banks, but my official account, at Rep Jim Banks, is still locked. I'm I'm faced with this decision. I can either delete the tweet and regain access uh, to my account or remain blocked uh, from being able to post on it. So uh, I think people would would start with, with the basic one here, which is, what was the point of the tweet, man? Like, like why'd you have to say it? Huh. Well, context is everything, right? And last week, this uh, 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 incident occurred where Rachel Levine was sworn in as the first four-star uh, officer, called called herself the first female four-star officer. My, my tweet is a quote tweet. What that means is I took, if you're not on Twitter, um, which a lot of, of your listeners aren't, um, then a quote tweet is when you take someone else's tweet and you respond to it, which is what I was doing. And I was responding to the Surgeon General's tweet. I'll read the Surgeon General's tweet. He said, it was an honor to witness Admiral Levine's historic appointment as the first female four-star officer to serve in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps and the first openly transgender four-star officer to serve in any of the uniformed services. You already read my tweet. My tweet is a fact, I said the title of first female four-star officer gets taken by a man because female is 
indeed a biological term. And Admiral Levine is not a female. Tony, you know, I am a girl dad. I have three daughters, 12, 10, and 8 years old. And it deeply offends me that a person who identified and lived 45 years, 54 years rather, of his life identifying as a man can take away a title that my daughters might one day be able to achieve in this great country. And it's a matter of fairness that goes back to that. That's why I tweeted what I did. My tweet is not offensive. It just points out that you can't give a title of the first female anything uh, to someone who is biologically a man. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District Chairman of the Republican Study uh, committee. This is uh, all in the in the world of of Dave Chappelle and and J.K. Rowling and this conversation of turfs, trans exclusionary radical feminists. That's what they call uh, J.K. Rowling because she uh, applies the same thesis that men are not women and women are not men. Something that I have said on this show many times, uh, but I have also said in the same breath. Doesn't mean you're rude to people. Doesn't mean you're mean to people. Doesn't mean you hurt people or or attack people. When people come to you and say, well, this is just rude, what's your response? Well, I, again, I mean, I, if, you, if you take my tweet on its face, there's nothing hateful about it. There's nothing violent about it. There's nothing that um, is, is mean about it. It's just pointing out a fact. In fact, I would counter Tony and say it's just the opposite. It, it is unfair to young women, to girls. It is mean to them. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's deeply offensive to the next generation of young women who who might want to achieve something in this country to, for a title to be taken away from them as the first female anything by a biological man. That was my second tweet. I'll read my second tweet because it didn't get uh, censored or taken down. I said, calling someone that was born and lived as a man for 54 years the first female four-star officer is an insult to every little girl who dreams of breaking glass ceilings one day. I'm thinking of my three daughters when I tweet that, I mean, we're talking about Rachel Levine, who played high school football with General Mark Milley uh, in high school. Um, this, and, and, and he could that he could take the title of first female four star admiral away from uh, women that might be close to achieving that title is just absurd. So now we get into uh, next steps here. What is what is next in in all of this? Uh, Twitter wants you to take it down. They they want you to apologize as well? Uh, they're not calling for an apology, but the choice is simple. Take down the tweet or, um, or, or continue to be blocked from accessing your Twitter account. And so I one would argue you take down the tweet, you already made your point, you move on with the day. You're not taking down the tweet, so are you obstinate or are you making a point? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> At this point, Tony, Tony, I can't answer that question. Well, here's what I want to know from Twitter. I'm hoping to have I've been in contact with them appealing their decision. Why are they tra- treating me differently than hundreds, maybe thousands of examples that we can find of blue checkmark Twitter accounts who tweeted exactly the same thing that I did, and they didn't get censored or blocked from their account? I mean, in fact, there's been a couple of stories about this in the last couple of days, pointing out well-noted examples of others tweeting Uh, similar things without uh, any repercussions from Twitter. I think it's because I'm a Republican congressman. I lead the largest conservative caucus on Capitol Hill, the Republican Study Committee. I'm outspoken, and I'm leading the fight against the radical agenda of the Democrats. And that's the only reason I can come to believe that 
they've targeted and singled out my account versus the accounts of others. But in the meantime, I'm going to keep tweeting uh, on my uh, on my personal account and weighing in on the issues. But let me tell you, Tony, this is a wake up call and has been a wake up call to my my colleagues on Capitol Hill. They realize that if they can censor one of us, they can censor any of us. And when we get back the majority next year, we better do something about it. In fact, this week I've, I spent a lot of time talking to former Speaker Newt Gingrich about this, who's become very passionate about what's happened uh, to me, this type of censorship in my case. And he said something that was very profound to me. He said, Jim, if if you can go down to the floor of the House of Representatives uh, in that, in that uh, forum on the floor of the Congress and say something, you should be able to post it on an online a forum like Twitter as well. And and that's the type of protection of free speech that we need to fight for and protect uh, on these uh, online forums that we we better legislate when we get the majority back next year. They're going to scrub conservative voices uh, in any way that they can moving forward. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. Let's move it over to those Democrats and uh, what we've seen in the last couple of days. Let me bring this to you. This is President Biden in France, uh, in Rome, with Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, talking about the deal with Australia and the UK. This is, of course, the submarine deal. They wanted nuclear submarines. They had a deal with the French. The French can't really provide what it is the U.S. can provide. And this was uh, President Biden explaining what happened in some type of apology to France. Here it is. I think uh, what happened uh, was to use an English phrase for Jim was clumsy. It was The United States was clumsy. It wasn't done with a lot of grace, this deal that was made with Australia that took France out of providing submarines, their submarines being uh, uh, diesel-powered. It was John Kerry, who is a climate envoy for whatever that job is, saying that Joe Biden didn't really understand what was even going on with the deal. As this plays out on a world stage, uh, Congressman, how bad was this manipulation of a deal? Uh, how bad was it on the world stage? And it was the U.S. at some level of fault. Yeah, he's already ticked off France. Now he's backtracking and ticking off Australia. I mean, this is so embarrassing. John Kerry already told us, as you said, that Joe Biden had no idea what happened to begin with. That's because he's not a competent and capable a president of the United States of America. He's not able to lead this country. He's disengaged uh, from the leaders that he surrounded himself with who make many of these decisions. And now he's out abroad on the world stage continuing to apologize and embarrass America in a more significant way than I, I think any of us can comprehend at the moment. Remember yesterday morning, he went and met with House Democrats and said, I need you to pass this socialist spending bill, the reconciliation bill, or at least passed the fake infrastructure bill with all of the Green New Deal provisions in it so I can go overseas and brag about it to all the globalist world leaders so I can make myself look good to them because I care a lot more about that than I care about what the American people at 38% approval rating care about me at home. Um, This guy is a huge embarrassment, and he's continuing to embarrass us in a significant way on the world stage. Speaking of that 
presser yesterday where he did not take any questions. He did go to Capitol Hill. It was very obvious once you saw that Speaker Pelosi was going to delay the infrastructure bill and that no deal was made, that the Progressive Caucus has tremendous power being led by Representative Pramila Jayapal of Washington State and that Nancy Pelosi does not have control of her party. They don't have control in the Senate with uh, Senator Manchin and Senator Cinema. I have described this as a party in complete and total disarray, yet media doesn't cover the story at all. On the Hill, where are we with this infrastructure bill? Where are we with the split out that they now call a social spending bill as if somehow that was always the name? It came up two weeks ago and now everybody's calling it that. Where are we on these things? Will the House of Representatives see votes on either one of them? And how bad is it going to be uh, in terms of, of watching the Democrats fall apart on this, Democrats coming together and vote for this, and will this be the only thing that they put forward? Yeah, so yesterday was the third time in a row that Nancy Pelosi promised the, not the moderates, but the more traditional Democrats in her conference that she would put the bill on the floor for a vote, and then she backtracked on it. And there there wasn't a vote. So it was the third time in a row that they scheduled it, they promised it, and they couldn't get the votes in their conference to do it, so they belly flopped and, and embarrassed themselves. So now we have a December 3rd deadline and while, yes, while yesterday was, it was good that they didn't accomplish this, they didn't do what Joe Biden beg, begged them to do and pass something before he got to Italy and landed there last night, uh, while it's a good thing it didn't happen yesterday, they did come out with a new framework for the bill. And they, they, they've manipulated a lot of the figures. It's a, it's a large gimmick. They're saying it's not $3, tri- $3 trillion, it's a little bit less than $2 trillion. But at the end of the day, it's still the same socialist bill. It funds the same socialist cradle-to-grave government dependency programs that the framework included before. So there's been a lot of focus on the price tag and what it would do to inflation. But I've been talking a lot, Tony, about what's actually in the bill. I mean, you look at some of the provisions in the bill. For example, it will hire 87,000 new IRS agents that that presumably will be spying on your bank accounts, as the the Democrats have made that part of their uh, part of their platform to to pay for the bill to go out and spy on on regular Americans' bank accounts. It will probably put your daycare out of business where you drop your kids off in the morning because it requires daycare workers to have a college degree. So either either your daycare will go out of business, or one left wing think tank said you'll have to pay thirteen thousand dollars a more to pay a year or more to pay for your kid to go to daycare because of the provisions in the bill. It gives amnesty, it gives child tax credits to illegals and tuition assistance to illegal immigrants. Uh, it, it, it includes taxpayer funding of abortion. I mean, this, this is a radical bill that even though it's a little bit less money than what it was before, it's still just as dangerous and will turn this country into a socialist nation overnight. And But will it get passed? Until, now we've the got question, sir, is, is it going to we, – we understand how bad it is. The question is, will it get passed? Well, three times in a row they've flopped on it. We can only hope that leading up to December 3rd they'll flop on it again. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you explaining to us what's going on uh, with Twitter. We will catch up with you soon. Uh, Jim Banks, Jim underscore Banks on Twitter. You can follow him there. That account is still working. I've got more. I'm Tony Katz.